Today we celebrate the feast day of St. John Lateran. We won't be invoking St. John Lateran, though. We won't be saying, St. John Lateran, pray for us. Why is that? Because there is no saint called St. John Lateran. Today is a feast day of the dedication of the Church of St. John Lateran, which is actually the Pope's Church. It's not St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. It's the Cathedral of St. John Lateran. And Lateran is the name of the family who owned that property going back to ancient Roman times. The church is dedicated to St. John the Evangelist and St. John the Baptist. And this is an important feast day for us in the church because it is not only the Pope's cathedral, the Bishop of Rome's cathedral in Rome, but it is the first church of the West. It was the first church dedicated after Constantine legalized Christianity. So it is our oldest church that we have in the West. And the current structure that stands today in Rome was built in the 1600s. St. John Lateran then is an important symbol for us because it is the birth place of so many Christians, just like all our parish churches are as well. You know, it is the church where we come to be parented. We are born, catechized, confirmed. It is the church in which we come to be nourished with the body of Christ and his blood. And it is in the church that we are also healed through the sacrament of penance, through confession. And the church is not only beautiful in its structure and all its glory and majesty, it is beautiful because of the eternal life that is born within it. More beautiful, though, than St. John Lateran or any church built on this earth is you. You know, God dwells in St. John Lateran or any Catholic church, and this is a symbol, this is the new temple that has replaced the old temple of the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. But God not only dwells in a church, a temple made of human hands, of wood and stone, God dwells principally in the temple fashioned according to his own image and likeness and made by his own hands. And as we heard in the second reading, 
God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. So this is the great privilege we have as Christians, as we are temples of God. And we also make up the temple that Christ's body is as living stones, with Christ as the cornerstone. St. Paul says then, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For the temple of God which you are is holy. Destroying God's temple then is a great abomination because it is an attack directly on God. There have been many attacks on God's temple, you know, on earth now. We are seeing a rise in vandalisms, attacks against Catholic churches across our country. You know, in the past, since the beginning of this year, as of last week, there have been 229 attacks and acts of vandalism and desecration against Catholic churches. And, you know, that seems to be in the wake of, you know, Roe v. Wade and uh, other things going on in our country. But it is not just also in our country. It's even worse in Europe. In 2019, there were 3,000, over 3,000 attacks against Catholic churches across Europe there. In France, in 2017, there were over 1,000 attacks that's more than two to three attacks against the church every day in 2017, in France alone. So the world is, you know, attacking churches because they know, the devil knows, that these churches are temples of God. They are where God dwells. He is truly present in that tabernacle. But even more important, what St. Paul is getting at, is the destruction of God's temple, of which we are. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ, we heard in the gospel today, has righteous anger in cleansing the temple because of the impurity and the evil going on in that temple. It's an attack against that temple, right? But what St. Paul is actually getting at is if we are temples of God, like he says, the destruction of that temple through sin is actually worse. And so it's important for us, yes, we should have uh, you know, righteous anger like our Lord does whenever we see attacks going against the church, when we see, you know, just even all the craziness going on in our country or the confusion going on in our church today. But first and foremost, our anger ought to be directed towards that destruction of sin that we are even responsible for through sin. Because that is that great privilege we have as temples of God 
We are dwelling places of God Almighty, the infinite Almighty Being of the universe, dwelling in each of you, in each of us. We are sanctuaries then of the most holy. And yet what do we do, you know, if we commit a mortal sin, we're basically casting out that light, that goodness, that love, and inviting darkness in instead, that darkness in which we were in before Christ saved us and washed away our sins through the waters of baptism. It's important then, you know, to not only remain in the state of grace, but to be purified, to be cleansed, like our Lord does in the gospel today, to keep being open to being purified and cleansed, driving out any vices or bad habits, you know, pride, vainglory, greed, jealousy, sloth, gluttony, lust, and anger. All these sins need to be cast out and cleansed. And it's important then to, you know, not only go to confession in order to receive more cleansing, but to keep being reconciled to the Lord through Holy Communion, to receive those graces with our actual physical presence of God, because not only does he dwell in us whenever we were baptized, he is always with us no matter where, no matter what, as long as we remain in that state of grace, but he seeks to dwell within you even physically through Holy Communion. Such a loving gift because he hungers and thirsts for, our, for us, you know. He seeks to dwell within us. And if we want to dwell with him in heaven forever, then we must allow him to dwell within us today and the rest of our days. St. Stanislaus, the founder of the Marians, he wrote a book called The Mystical Temple of God, and Father Joe Roche over in Rome is actually uh, starting a podcast now, going through this book. He, I think, finished up the year of with the diary of St. Faustina and is now going through this wonderful little book called The Mystical Temple of God. And then there, St. Stanislaus talks about how, you know, we are temples of God, as St. Paul and our Lord teaches us. And he breaks down all the different elements then of a church, of a temple, and how every part of us, you know, is symbolized in there. And, I won't go through all that, but I would like to highlight the part of which our heart symbolizes in this temple that we are. You know, the temple is not only a dwelling place of Yad, but it is a place in which sacrifice is offered. You know, the Jews didn't offer sacrifice in the synagogues. They could only offer sacrifice in the temple and only by the priest. Only the priest could offer sacrifice at the altar in the temple. And so St. Stanislaus says, where is that altar in our temple that we are? 
It is our hearts. And what are we offering? Ourselves, completely. You know, that is what we do at Mass. We unite ourselves to the sacrifice of Christ. But we continue and extend that self-offering to the offering here at the altar at Mass. We can continue to offer that throughout our day, every day, simply offering everything we have, ourselves, our joys, our sorrows, our tribulations, our, you know, petitions, everything. And who offers this? Who is the priest in this temple that we are? It is love. No matter how precious or how costly your sacrifice is that you offer to God, it is worth nothing unless it is offered by the priest, love. St. Stanislaus says. Everything you do, St. Paul says, do it with love. Otherwise, it does not matter. And so, as we look at all the cleansing the church needs today, that our country needs today, the world needs today, we must begin first with cleansing our own selves, keeping clean our own temples, that God may dwell within us and that light may shine ever further. The other aspect of being temples is that we give life. The church is called mother. The Catholic church is called a mother because she gives life to all of us. She gives that eternal life that we begin now. If we then are living stones of that church of the temple, then we too have to take part in giving life. We have to be instruments of God's mercy and sharing then the light of Christ to others. And no matter how, dark it seems that the church is, no matter how, you know, much corruption or, you know, evil takes place, it is only in the church that we receive that life that Christ gives through his bride, the church, and the sacraments. And it is important then that he is that cornerstone which will never fail. There's no reason ever to leave behind the church or to not be in communion with the cathedral we celebrate today, with the Pope, with his cathedral, his seat there. Because not only has Christ given himself as the cornerstone, he has given us the 12 apostles as the foundations of the church, as the new temple of Jerusalem. And if you look at the 12 apostles here, the third from the left, is St. Matthias. Now, he's not one of the original 12. Why is he there? Because he replaced the one who betrayed our Lord. 
our Lord gave us a sign that even if bishops and priests seem to fail us, the cornerstone and the foundations will always remain stable of the church. And even though we are human instruments, even though we are living stones, some of those stones will crumble, but it is only more reason then for us to be a living stone that takes up the place of those who crumble and fade away in darkness. Our Lord has given us such a great gift in giving us his church and giving us himself as the bridegroom. And he has given us especially the perfect model with our mother, the Immaculate and Holy Mary. She is the model for us because we seek to be that perfectly cleansed temple of God. She then is our patron, just like St. John the Baptist and St. John Evangelist are the patrons of St. John Lateran's. Mary is our patron, as well as your guardian angel, your name patrons, and your confirmation patrons, and any other patrons you might have, those saints that you are close to. Stay close to them and ask them for that intercession that we too may be all perfectly cleansed, temples of God, so that God may dwell within us and that we may then, on the altar of our hearts, offer up everything we do with nothing but pure love. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.